Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm an Indigenous teen, educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunnishaker, a 12-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. Today is a really special episode to celebrate International Day of the Girl on October 11th. Danielle was actually just named a People's Girl Changing the World by People Magazine in honor of this day. You should check it out and learn more about her work and see a picture of me in the magazine. (laughs) That picture of us soldering together is my favorite, Vinia. International Day of the Girl focuses on addressing challenges that girls face and promotes girl empowerment. Last year, an event did just that. It was called the Gunettes Invitational. It was founded and is hosted by the Woodhaven First Robotics Team, the Goon Squad. First stands for Inspiration and Recognition of Science and Technology, and it runs a youth robotics program that is well known around the world. The Goon Squad is from Michigan in the United States, where Vinny and I both live. Vinny and I are both really involved in First Robotics teams. We went to the Gunettes Invitational last year, and it was awesome. This event was really important to us as girls who are both in engineering in one way or another. It can be a really unfriendly environment sometimes, and people aren't always supportive of girls pursuing what they love. This is why days like this matter so, so much. The Goonets Invitational was an all-girls robotics competition where high school students came together to compete with their awesome robots. I loved it so much. Sadly, this event can't happen right now because of the pandemic, so we wanted to talk to the amazing people who helped put on that event to learn more about empowering girls in robotics. Even if you aren't a girl, there is so much to learn from our amazing guests today. Also, remember that you can follow along with this episode at home at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on with our fun activity sheet. This week's activity sheet is special and is about paying kindness forward, so be sure to check it out. Let's meet our first guest, Brandon Queen. Brandon is the co-founder, event coordinator, and volunteer coordinator for the Gunettes Invitational and mentor for the robotics team, the Goon Squad. He is also a senior at the University of Michigan Dearborn's College of Business. I know college can be confusing. It is to me. And I'm a college student. When you're a senior in university or college, it means that you're in your final year of college. You have a certain amount of classes that you need to take to get a degree, and it means that you're almost done and can graduate. College feels so far away. I haven't even started high school yet. It's so cool that you're pursuing business, Brandon. Tell me about this all-girls robotics competition. What is an all-girls robotics competition, and what kind of robots do you compete with? That's a great question, Vinya, and first, thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, So the Gunettes Invitational is an annual high school robotics event and competition that focuses on providing girls of all ages new and unique opportunities to explore STEAM fields. It's founded, as you mentioned, and hosted by the Woodhaven First Robotics team, the Goon Squad. An all-girls competition in general, in our case, uh, is one that places females in the key roles that are oftentimes held almost exclusively at times by boys, such as the drive team positions, which are the people that drive the robots around the field, uh, and the pit crew, who are the people that work on the mechanical and electrical components of the robot. Boys are certainly allowed at our event, uh, but they, they are supposed to play more of just a supporting role 
for the, the females. Uh, so the robots that you asked about, they're these really cool 120 pound robots that can reach eight feet up in the air at times, placing uh, playground kickballs and plastic discs in different compartments that are way above my head. I can't even reach them. The robots can though. Uh, last year's game was also space themed. So the, the goal was to load a cargo spaceship for takeoff. In addition to the competition aspect of our event, we also had a hands-on hallway, which had lots of space dedicated to giving hands-on, interactive, fun opportunities to learn about STEM. Some of our sponsors at the event provided those activities, uh, and they included lots of college organizations like the Society of Women Engineers, and of course, the STEAM Connection, which of course, Danielle knows all about. Uh, one of our sponsors in the hands-on hallway actually brought a real-life rocket that they had built that the students at the event were able to see and touch and uh, learn all about. So it was lots of fun. So you say that boys play a supporting role at the event. Why is this? Well, a lot of times uh, the, the roles that are now at our event being given to girls are usually held by, by boys, as I mentioned. So now at our event, we wanted to give girls an opportunity to take on those leading roles themselves. So that's why boys are playing more of the supporting roles. I think that's absolutely amazing. So Brandon, I know you aren't pursuing a career in STEAM yourself. Why do you care so much about mentoring robotics teams? And what do you want to say to our listeners who aren't sure if they love STEAM or not? Another great question. Uh, so first, I've, I've talked to a lot of women who have gone to college and they a lot of them have told me, yeah, I was interested in STEAM at one point, but I didn't really have enough opportunities to figure out if it was a fit for me. And when I walked into college and I saw that most of the classes were basically all boys. It was a little intimidating, so I switched out of it. Uh, and and to me, I you know that that's not uh, a great thing that's happening. So what we want to do with events like the Gunets Invitational is provide an opportunity for young girls to one see if STEAM is something that interests them or not. Uh, and that's it's really important to understand if it is something that interests them. And if so, we also provide an opportunity to gain some experience so that they can move forward into the future with more knowledge and more confidence than before that they can go into the STEAM field just like all the boys can. So it's also really important for me to mentor a robotics team uh, because STEAM is the future, because the STEAM field is full of innovation to make our world a better place. And to be able to contribute to that myself is, is really, really important and really valuable to me. And even like I like you mentioned, I'm not a, a STEAM major myself, um, but even if you're not one who's going to build a career in STEM education or, or STEM, uh, the robotics world has so much to teach us about teamwork, collaboration, problem solving, innovating, and just being better people in general. So that's why that's really important. Uh, and to those who aren't sure if they love STEAM or not, that's totally okay. My advice to them would be to explore as much as you can, to learn as much as you can, and to never be afraid to get involved with new things or new groups that will help you do just that. The more you know about STEAM and, and other fields too, uh, the more you'll know what is and what isn't a good fit for you. So I know STEAM exists in like every single career that one could pursue. Like for you in finance and business, uh, math plays a strong role in what you do. And so I have another question. How can men and boys like yourself uplift girls in STEAM? Yep, that's a really relevant question to me. 
Uh, and the solutions don't have to be as complex as creating an event to provide exposure to STEAM. It can be as simple as helping a little sister with homework or just listening to girls when they say that they're interested in pursuing STEM. For example, we hear the question all the time, what do you want to be when you grow up? And when girls say that they want to go into something like science or like medicine, we can encourage them by letting them know we think that's a great idea and that they should absolutely go for it and not let anything stop them. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. And just a reminder that you can follow along with this episode at home at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on for a really cool activity sheet. Let's meet our second guest, Dr. Nicole Ganey. Dr. Ganey is the co-founder and event coordinator for the Goonets Invitational and is a mentor for the Goon Squad Robotics Team. She is an experienced design research manager at Ford Motor Company and teaches at the College for Creative Studies in their interactive design MFA program. Doctor, thank you so much for being here. First of all, can you explain a little bit about your work at Ford and as an educator? I'm sure everyone listening is curious about your work. Sure. So at Ford, I'm what's called an experienced design research manager. And what that is, is the best way to understand it is that I'm kind of like a psychologist for people who use cars. Um, I work with real people um, doing research with something called qualitative research, where we actually bring them in, we have them look at the cars, touch them, feel them, give us ideas. Um, what else do we do? Sometimes we let them crawl in and out of the cars and point out things that they don't like or they do like. Um, but the main part of my job is that I, I just talk with people to understand how I can work within Ford to make their next car a better experience for them, to make their life easier, to make the car cooler or easier to use is kind of what I'm in charge. I think that's really cool because I know like many of my listeners, I don't have a driver's license and I don't have a car, even though I'm an adult. So I think it's really interesting to hear more about the car experience and what can make that better. Mm hmm. Well, it's really interesting. You know, we think about cars as something that gets us from point A to point B. But if you sit down with somebody and really talk to them about what happens in their car, you know, it's their safe space to go to school, to go to work, to go whatever. And if you have kids, you're running your kids around and maybe you're sitting and waiting. So, you know, can we make a little uh, your cup holder a little bit better so you can put your favorite coffee mug in there? Or what else can we do to make the experience better for you? Because I think we spend a lot more time in our cars than we think we do. I, I know for me, one of the most important things in a car and when I'm going to eventually buy a car is the sound system because I love loud music and it's how I hype myself up before I'm going to events and doing different things. So I think that it's really cool that you're thinking about that from that perspective. Like what does someone enjoy? What are they looking for in a car? And I never really thought about it from that perspective because I think, oh, I'll just get in a car and I'll go somewhere, you know? Yep. I actually did my whole doctoral dissertation on sound and how it affects us emotionally. So when you're looking for a good car with a, a car with a good sound system, you're not just looking because you want something cool or, or thumpy. It's like you want to be able to have those emotions and really experience the things that music does for you. You know, even even something as simple as a good sound system is a really big decision for some of our buyers. And can you tell our listeners what a doctoral dissertation is? Yes. So a doctoral dissertation is it happens after you go to college and then you get your BA and then you get a, a master's degree and then you do what's called a doctoral dissertation, which is I had to work with my advisor to come up with a scientific experiment 
that was completely original, something that I thought of, and it contributed to the body of knowledge uh, around my speciality, which is media psychology. And a media psychologist is someone who learns how uh, technology like science, engineering, um, artificial intelligence, robotics, media, all of this stuff comes together to either help us uh, as a society or some way that some ways that unfortunately can hurt us sometimes, um, but then how we can take this technology and use it to have better lives from an emotional point of view and from kind of a society point of view. Like how can we use technology to help each other uh, do better and be better and just feel better? I think that's awesome. I know I think about that as a perspective of someone who wants to be a robotics engineer and make mm-hmm. robots for the rest of my life. I think about that as how someone like feels when they see the robot or how the robot is easy to use, like my educational robots. Mm-hmm. How are they simple to put together? Are they simple to understand? And that's kind of how I see the work that I do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's thrilling, right? Because, you know, as a girl, we get told a lot of the times that we're not good at science and math or putting things together or engineering or robotics or any of that kind of stuff. But when we can do it, it's such a thrill and it's so cool. And the more opportunities that that there are for girls to do stuff like this, then the more excited they're going to get about it because we're you know, like you said, you're putting a lot of emotion into this. Like, this is easy. This is fun. I get I get excited when I look at it. I get excited to go to, to go, you know, work on my robot or meet up with my friends, things like that. It's, it's, it's kind of emotional and it's really good that you're putting some thought into how your robot looks and acts because it'll make people more excited to use it. Yeah, I totally agree. And to jump into another question, I know that in my work as an engineering educator and future engineer, a lot of people are really mean to me because I'm a girl. I get a lot of DMs about it and how I shouldn't do work that I do and that people um, are even really mean in person to me. Sometimes they'll just come up to me and say, I really don't like the work you're doing and for just no good reason. And it can hurt my feelings a lot. Have there been difficult experiences for you as a woman in STEAM and what encouraged you to keep going and to do what you do in design and in teaching? Yeah, I have had a lot of negative experiences, um, both working from in the IT side, which is the more computer oriented side to the research side, which is what I do now, um, even to being, you know, mentoring robotics teams and working with robotics. People can just be really mean because there are some people who just don't think that girls are smart enough to do that kind of stuff. And I think as girls, it's really important that we learn that we are and we look we have good role models and and people around us who who build us up and empower us and you know people are gonna people are gonna be mad about stuff you do whether it's about robotics or not or about stem or not people are always gonna have an opinion on you and one of the things that i think it's really important for girls to learn is that people will always be mean and you need to just get through it because you are strong, you are powerful, you are smart, and you are every bit as capable as doing these things as boys are. Um, Something that really encourages me is that I have nine nieces, uh, all in the same family. 
like they're smart, they're funny, they love math, they love science. Um, they're really, really, really excited about robotics and engineering and printing and all that other stuff. And one of my nieces is, has cerebral palsy and she's partially blind. She's come a long way in the last couple of years. But one of the things that has been so, so encouraging for me is working with my other nieces, her older sisters, to invent and print um, and build some of these things that we can help her have a better life. Built interactive like buttons, like big buttons, like the, um, you know, kind of like buzzers on game shows, right? We lined them all up in a big line and then we made each one, like one was a yes, one was a no, one was a go outside, one was put on shoes and a couple other things. And because she can't read because she's blind, we, we used a 3D printer to come up with the different textures that we put on the top of these buttons. And then we took about two months to teach her that the different textures meant different words. And so now if you take this stack of buttons and put them in front of her, you could say, Esther, do you want to go outside and play? And she can reach into the buttons and feel until she finds the texture for yes or for no. And I think that is so incredible that my nine-year-old niece came up with this. That is absolutely amazing. I know some of my students come up with the best ideas. If it weren't for my all-girls robotics team, I don't think I would meet as many girls as I now know in STEAM. How can girls like me meet other girls with similar interests to mine, and how can we get the support we need to succeed in our goals? All right, so the first part of that question, how do I meet other girls that are like me? Um, I know that some people may be in a school that doesn't have a robotics club or a Lego club or something like that, but you might want to think about talking to your science teacher or your math teacher and seeing if there is some sort of science or math or building club that you can join. Um, Because a lot of times there are some very smart, cool, funny, awesome people that hang out in these groups and they can be your new best friends, uh, especially when it comes to doing things that you're excited about, like STEM activities. Um, When I did this, when I was in high school, there were hardly any girls in any of these clubs. Um, I was one of the first in most cases. And for me, when I joined, I think it kind of encouraged other girls to join too. So sometimes you might be the only one, but get out there make friends, network, invite people to come to your clubs or do whatever. And, you know, eventually you'll, you'll get there. You'll have your network and you'll have your people and you'll have your, your fun hangout to to build with people. You'll find your people. It's hard sometimes, but it'll happen. There are a lot of really good education type social media sites for kids that are focused on STEM activities. Um, I'll I'll read you a couple of my favorite here. Um, One of them would be, hang on, I lost it again. Okay. (laughs) There are a lot of really good um, social media sites out there that are education related that are great for kids to get to to know uh, not only other kids that are like them, um, maybe, you know, girls find some other girls that are into STEM, uh, but they're also kind of oriented towards education. Uh, One of them would be like the Wonderment. That's a really fun one and it's global. So you could meet some new friends across the globe. Uh, The DIY site is really good. Well, thank you so much for sharing so many awesome resources. I definitely know I'm going to check them out. And thank you so much for joining us today. I think we learned a lot from you and I'm really excited to see what else you do in the future. 
Let's meet our third guest, Sabrina Phillips. Sabrina participated in the Gunas Invitational last year and later became a driver for the first ever female driver and operate duo in Woodhaven's first robotics program in her last year of high school. So, Sabrina, I think our listeners are wondering what a driver is. What does that mean? So, the driver is the person who moves the robot from one place to another on the field and controls the speed of it with the remote control that you use in video games. And it's kind of similar to driving a car with the stopping and going at certain rates. And then that means like, so being the first female driver on the team to me means like it was a big accomplishment. And it gave me a sense of confidence because I was able to do something that most girls didn't get the opportunity to do on my team. And in our question, we talked a little bit about a driver. What's an operate duo? Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, the operator is the other person who controls like the actions. So if there's a climber, it'll, you press a button on the control and it makes the climber go up or go down. So why would you need a climber on a robot? Yeah, so in the competitions, you have a field set up and there's different tasks you have to complete. And in the past couple of seasons, you've had to be able to climb onto a bar and hook and latch. So one year we did a kind of crisscross design and it shot up like a spring. And then it would hook onto the bar and it would pull back down and be able to lift the robot off the ground. Wait, so the robot was able to lift itself up? Yes. That's awesome. That is so cool that robots can do that. I know robots can do so many different crazy things. Why do events like the Gunas Invitational matter to you and to girls everywhere? So events like the Gunas Invitational matter to me because it creates an environment where girls from all around are able to like do something they may have been told they weren't able to do. So it also gives them the opportunity to experience something they wouldn't have been able to otherwise. How has the Gunats Invitational impacted you in your own life? So the Gunats Invitational impacted me because it gave me um, kind of confidence that I'm able to do anything that any other boy or person is able to do regardless of what I've been told. I totally feel that. I know that when I got to drive our robot, when I was on a team during practices and things, I had so much fun and it was such an empowering thing. I loved it so much. What can our listeners do in their own communities to help uplift girls in STEAM? So anyone in the community could simply uplift a girl that wants to be a part of the STEAM community by saying you can and just giving them simple like words of encouragement. And Different things like you could simply watch their, some teams stream their events and you could watch them and just support them from at home and stuff like that. Or you can find different podcasts and YouTube channels that talk about different STEAM activities. Yeah. So you're telling me that I don't actually have to attend a robotics event in person. I could actually go and watch it on my phone. Yeah, they stream it on an app or a website called Twitch, which is a stream for video games. Some competitions do. And they'll have like the little scoreboard and everything and you can just watch it on your couch. That is so cool. I love Twitch. And I have one last question. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners? I'd just like to add that everyone listening today does have the power to kind of make a change. And it could be as simple as just reaching out and being someone's friend, because that's all some people might need to accomplish their dreams and make things happen. I think that's a really great takeaway and something that's 
very easy to do actually. It can be hard sometimes though, like putting yourself out there and meeting new people, but I know that it's super, super worth it. So thank you so much, Sabrina, for sharing with us. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about girls and STEAM and about the world of International Day of the Girl. So thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Let's hear a brief word from Brandon. I'd like to really thank the STEAM Connection for allowing me to continue to educate those uh, through means like this podcast and by showing up at the Gunets Invitational and always supporting uh, our initiatives. I'd also like to... uh, let everyone know that there are some great opportunities available, such as the First Inspires website, firstinspires.org, to learn more about FIRST Robotics, uh, or just a simple Google search of any STEM topic. I'd encourage you to always learn more or ask your friends, your family, or your teachers for any information that they might have as well. There are lots of ways to learn and explore what's out there, and these podcasts are a great start. So thanks again, Danielle, Vinya, and the STEAM Connection. I had so much fun recording this episode. Tune in next week to learn more about the environment.